0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Phil Boogie, and um, you're listening to Isolation Be Like, episode 11. I'm in my studio slash um, parked car in my driveway. Um, there's a light rain, and um, I just discovered my battery is, um, is maybe dead because I haven't driven my car in weeks. Um, I should have, but I didn't, so I'll deal with that another day. Um, the thing that's been... On my mind today, like many of of the people I know is Ahmad Arbery and how he was lynched and all of our feelings surrounding um, um his life and death and how the justice system um will treat him um what will happen um, i i've been I've been processing you know, my own emotions and thinking about how easy it is for Black people um, to just be minding their business and for someone to think that it is okay for them to interrupt what we are doing, um, bother us, um, interfere with our lives and, and tell us what to do, um, attempt to harm us um harm us, not just attempt um, um, um kill us and do it with total um disregard um for our lives for our families uh really for their own selves you know they're um they don't care, and it can happen in an instant um and I think what's so compelling and what's so striking about um Ahmad is that. People can't point a finger at him and, and talk about what he was doing that was wrong. You know, the people who want to always place blame on the victim. I think even those people are having a hard time. And I'm not talking about crazy racists, right? I'm talking about people who might have just a little bit of common sense, just a slim piece of decency left in their bodies. They are. Um, they are uncertain about how to process this, too, because they can even see this is is wrong because this man was doing absolutely nothing. And um, while I while I've been thinking about him and his family and how they must be just devastated today, uh, which would have been his 26th birthday, uh, it made me think about an incident that happened um, to me um, not too long ago, um, last year, um, when I took my son uh, to the park, um, I live in the suburbs, I'm in Maryland, um, and, you know, I am self, um, I'm in self-isolation uh, right now because of, of COVID, but uh, my personality is such that I've always been a person who liked uh, a little bit more space, a little bit more distance, if you will, um, so when I would take my kids to the park, um, before all this stuff happened recently, um, I tried to do it early in the day, um, or later, um, but mostly early in the day, um, before everyone else was awake and at the park and it was overrun. Um, I like to take them and, and go play where they can have space. Um, they could be free and I didn't have to worry about whether or not I was going to have to have any sort of engagement with the, with a parent who had some kind of unruly kid and, um, you know, just, just feel more comfortable. So one Saturday, um, my son and I get up and, um, we go to the park and we decided, uh, to walk, um, on that day. And it's not far. Um, it's, it's a bit of a walk. Um, and he was little, um, you know, he's, I think he had just turned four, um, little guy and um but he wanted to walk to the park he didn't want to you know he didn't want to drive he wanted he wanted the full experience he wanted some time so uh, we took the walk to the park which was nice um he walked for about a third of the way i carried him for the rest which was fine um because i knew that that time of our lives was um coming to an end uh, where i was going to be picking him up so i did it and we get to the park. There were three other families there. There was a a woman in the sandbox with two small children, uh, a baby, and maybe uh, a three-year-old um, who was about the same age as my son. Um, and um, the dates may be off a little bit. My son might have been four, just turned four, or just um, three on his way to four. But, you know, so the kids were around the same age. And then across the park and um, there was uh, two other families, um, two men were with their children and they were at the swing sets for bigger kids. And so when I walked in, um, I told my son to go play in a little um, jungle gym or whatever it's called for the smaller children. And I let him do his thing and tried to give him some space because, you know, he was getting bigger and he was able to do some of the things that he couldn't do before. And we were having a good time. I did the appropriate nod to all the parents. Um and my son and I are the only black people in the park. Now that doesn't concern me really. Um I live here. It's I live in a um a, a nice community. I haven't had any real problems. Um so you know, we we were fine. It wasn't even top of mind um that we were the only black people there. Um you I was just there you know Um, and my guard was up in the ways that my guard is always up when I'm in public spaces Um, and when I'm in public spaces um, where I'm the only one it's not even conscious you just kind of go into your space of you know pay attention to what's going on around you but mostly I was just having fun with my son so about 20 minutes into us playing uh, my son was on the slide I turned around and I saw a police officer walk past the entrance of the park, and we happened to catch eyes, and the police officer, um, you know, was darker skinned, but appeared to be white um, with a tan, possibly, but I couldn't tell, um, but um, not black, and didn't appear to be Latino. Um, and he passed by, we caught eyes. I nodded, he nodded, He kept going. And I don't know what made me stop and think, but part of me was just like, you know, I tensed up a little bit and I immediately immediately looked to see where my son was. And he was he was sliding and climbing. He was fine, having a good time. And but something to me just was uncomfortable. And about 20 seconds later, the police officer came back like he doubled back and he he walked into um the park, the playground area. At this point, I'm standing near the sandbox, giving my son some space to play on the um, the little set that he was playing on. And then um, the the mom who was there with the baby and the slightly um, older um, kid who was like three um, was sitting next to me. She was in the in the in the sandbox. I was standing up. And the officer walked straight to me, and I felt my heart beating. Now, it's a Saturday morning. I rolled out of bed, threw on some sneakers and a cap, and we just went for a walk. We just went for a walk. But I found myself in an instant feeling threatened by this man who hadn't done anything, hadn't hadn't yelled at me, hadn't come running or charging at me, but something didn't seem right. So he walks up to me with sort of a half smile and says, "Good morning," and I say, "Good morning back." Then he looks at me and says, "So there's somebody around here stealing wallets um and you know they may be going into cars taking other things. Do you know anything about it now, It's maybe nine o'clock i don't I don't know that it's that late. You know the kids wake up early, we have breakfast." Um, uh, cause we could have been out the door by like eight o'clock would have been reasonable. I, and I'm pretty certain it was around eight 45 or so. It was not, it's like nine o'clock. Let's just say it's nine o'clock in the morning. Um, my, my son is playing and you know, we're in this sort of family friendly place and you walk up on me and you just ask me if I know anything about someone stealing wallets. At this point, there are three other adults in the park in the playground area and he's not looking at or talking to any of them and the most striking part was that he wasn't even looking at the woman who was five inches away from me sitting in the sandbox he didn't even look at her he looked directly at me and the smile that he had initially went away and it was more of a not so much a scowl it was not a scowl but it was kind of like this look of he was sort of squinting and like he's checking me out. So my son runs over. He sees a police officer. He's excited. He's at that age when he sees firemen, police officers and all that kind of stuff. He gets really excited. He's jumping up and down. He wants to give the guy a high five. And all I could think in that moment, like I'm shaking inside, like, you know, just like, who will protect my son if something happens right now? I do not want him to see whatever is about to happen. Will this woman who is staring into space, trying her best to pretend that she cannot see what's happening right now. Will she have, if she won't protect me, if she won't say anything for me, will she wrap her arms around my son if something happens to me right now? And I'm feeling this while my son is excited. He's happy. And I'm performing for him. Hey, that's cool. Police officer, yeah, great. Go go get on the slide. Like I'm trying to keep the voice upbeat. Go get on the slide. Cause I want him, I don't want him close. Cause I don't know what this man is going to do. So my son runs off back to the slide. I look down at the woman who is not looking at me, who was not looking at the cop, and she's just staring into space. Then I look up and see the other two white men across the other side of the park who are looking at what's happening but trying not to look, right? Because part of them, I'm presuming, they're wondering what I did too, right? I'm a black man in this park, a police officer walks over to me, you know? So they're they're looking from a distance. So then the officer says again, do you know anything about it? And I say, no, I don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I I don't know. And I said, that's it, I just didn't, I stopped because I didn't wanna say too many things. Then he asked again, are you sure? And I said, yes. I don't know anything about someone stealing wallets. So he takes a deep breath and he says, well, they're saying the suspect um, is wearing a gray hat and a gray shirt. Um, And they believe the suspect is a woman, but they can't be sure because it was a baseball cap and all this other stuff. And at that moment, I knew that things were going to get really bad um, because I'm standing there in a gray T-shirt. I'm wearing I'm wearing a gray hat, and I'm like, "What's what's about to happen here?" So then, once that happened, once he said that, I changed and I I I kind of got into a stance, kind of like, "If this is about to go down, then let's 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 go." You know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but just. You know, you came here, you, you you chose me for a reason. And then he just stared at me. And then I stare at him and my son is playing in um, behind me. And I am literally praying that whatever is about to be next, if it's violent, that he not see it and my heart is racing. And then he says, the police officer says, OK, you sure? And I can barely speak at that point, and I just kind of mumble. Um, I, I mumble a little bit, and I just kind of nod. And he walks off and says, "Have a good day." But it was so crazy because this man comes into the playground looking for someone who's stealing wallets, and does not ask the other three adults who are in the playground and I am furious furious and he walks off gets in the car and I just I'm frozen and then as he pulls off um I I I turn back to see my son who's okay and a part of me is relieved but then I'm I'm pissed the fuck off all over again because I'm looking at this woman who said nothing who said nothing now, I don't know her, but she didn't say, I didn't see any one officer. We were just playing in the sand. She didn't say anything. We had had some pleasantries. We had, you know, chatted a little bit. Um, and, and then finally, um, I'm standing there. And then I looked down at her because I decided it was okay to, to, tell, to be mad and to tell her what I was thinking. And I said to her, did you hear that? Did you hear did you hear any of that? And she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I've never actually seen this happen. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know what to do. I'm so sorry. And I was like, you just sat there. Oh, my God. I'm just I'm just in the playground. I'm in I'm in the sandbox. My son is playing. I can't even play in the playground with my son at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday without being harassed, without feeling like someone in an instant could just hurt me. And I'm cursing and I'm mad. I'm like, I can't even be in the playground. I can't, I can't, I'm out of my mind. I cannot go to the, I can't go to the playground. And you just, you just, you, no one did anything. No one did anything. And the two white men started to to gather their children a little bit because they didn't know what was going on. And um, the woman who was next to me in the sandbox at this point is in tears. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And she gets her kids because I'm so sorry. I just didn't know what to do. I'm so sorry. He didn't even look at me. He didn't even ask me is what she said. He didn't say anything to me. Why didn't he ask all of us? And I said, you know why? You know why? And then she left with her kids and then um I I text my husband to come to come get us cuz I at this point I was I was afraid to walk back home. I didn't know if they were going to say I broke into a car or what. I did. So he comes to to the park and I'm shaken and um I said, "You know, I want to report this." And he said, "You should." So we drove down to the police station, which was around the corner. And, um, I spoke to the front desk. I told them what happened. I gave a description of the officer. Um, and then a few moments later, they, 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 I guess, checked log sheets, who was on duty, whatever. And the person comes back and says, what did the person look like again? And I, and I I described, and they said, okay, um, that's our Sergeant. And, um, So I'm gonna take your information and take this down, and you'll hear something back. And of course, I never heard anything, and I didn't. I I didn't follow up on it. Um, But it was one of those moments where it's just like you know, we live in a nice house, we live in a nice neighborhood, we have nice things. I'm educated. Uh, We 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 lead. um, I would say a pretty um, privileged life. But I don't believe that that privilege, that having nice things, that being educated ever means that I can't be in a situation where somebody decides that it is time um, for me to no longer be on um, this earth, that they think that they can just take my life. You know, Ahmad thought um, he could just go running. He woke up that day to go running. Like, I woke woke up that day to take my son to the park, minding my business. And I am so grateful and thankful that for whatever reason, it didn't escalate past um, just being confronted. Um, and I don't know what made the officer walk away and not, not push it any further. Um, but I am grateful for that. Um, but I knew, and I know now and I've always known that that happens every day multiple times a day to people who look like me and they are not so lucky whether it be from the police or any, any, anyone else so when I heard about what happened to this brother I, I just broke down he woke up that morning just trying to live his life we can't even just be left alone leave us alone Leave us alone, you know, and I'm not trying to get political, but, you know, we have an election coming up and everyone's, you know, Biden and, you know, Bernie. I don't I don't care. Like we just vote for one of them, (laughs) you know, vote for somebody. But know that they're not going to save us. They're better than what we have, but nobody, they're not going to save us. And, and I, I was looking at um, Biden's plan for African-Americans, the lift every voice plan, I think it's called. And I had immediate negative reaction. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm going to vote for Biden. Let's be clear. And this is about, um, this is not about not voting. Um, I'm making a different point. When I read the plan, I had a reaction and my reaction was negative. It was just like I don't I know, you know, it's a knee-jerk reaction when you're targeting targeting things towards African Americans to immediately mention civil rights, to immediately mention disparities and to talk about lack of things because it makes sense to talk about some of those things because um, or all of them, really, because um, of our history in this country and how black people are treated. Let's be clear. You know, it makes sense to mention them. But I, I I don't understand sort of the limited scope of thinking of what and who black people are. So when everything you say about black people has to do with um, um, drugs or uh, poverty Um, Or whatever, disparities. If Everything you talk about with black people have to do with that. You don't know black people. That is not all of who we are. And on top of that, the lift every voice and sing. It just, uh, it just felt patronizing. And and here's the thing. I don't want, I don't want Biden's lift every voice, plan for black people. We'd be okay. If 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 racist um, white folks empower or poor ones in the street who feel like they can take our lives when they feel like it, if y'all just left us alone, you want to do a plan? I'm tired of plans for us. We'd be all right if 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 if, if other people um, behaved humanely. You know, give me a sweet home Alabama plan, right? I don't want Biden's lift every voice plan. I want a sweet home Alabama plan for white people um, who, um, who need that, who need to learn how to live in a world with other people who don't look like them. They need a plan. They need a plan. You know, where, where's the sweet home Alabama plan for white folks Um, who feel like it's okay to kill a man who is jogging, um, to kill um, young children for holding toy guns, um, to kill people in their cars who are unarmed, um, for all of it. For politicians who um, don't fund public schools with brown, brown children. Right. Where's that plan? Write that plan. I guarantee you, you write that Sweet Home Alabama plan and put that into action, a whole lot of other madness and dysfunction and evil in this world goes away. You can't keep telling me to show up for free, free food, free haircuts, learn how to tie tie, um, you know, building community centers, uh, You know, nighttime activities at schools, um, you know, you know, skills training. All that stuff is good. But when I can't walk down the street, what does it matter? If I can't be in the damn um, sandbox with with my son, what does it matter? If you can't go jogging, what does it matter? If you can't in the middle of a pandemic wear a mask without being presumed to be stealing from a store. What does it matter? I don't need your lift every voice um and sing plan or whatever the hell it's called. Go somewhere and write Sweet Home Alabama. Write that plan. Take care of that problem. That is America's problem. Not us. So as we As we commemorate and as we think about the life of this young man, um, I think it's okay to feel hurt, but I also think it's okay to feel, start to feel some some anger and start to use some critical thought about what's needed as we move forward. A lot of talk about the black church. It's time for the church to get political again and start worrying about the choir winning a Grammy or, um, you know, your social media presence to promote your conference, it's time to do some real work for churches that aren't already doing that work, you know. um, You know, these pastors out there, black pastors out there, as soon as I see, you know, a black pastor in one of those Janet Jackson control microphones, uh, with a big IMAX screen behind them and they're wearing cool jeans. I know they're not about to say nothing for black people, you know? They, it's mainstream. We're trying to reach everybody, colorblind. Eh. We're all here. We all got to be together. We all got to work together. But at some point, uh, we got to circle back um, and take care of ourselves because what the world has shown us time and time again, is that it's not going to take care of us. So I'm going in. Um, my condolences to um, to my and his family. Um, this didn't have to happen and it didn't have to take this long for charges. Should have happened immediately. Um, you know, it took seventy five days or something for for charges. Imagine if there were no video. Imagine if there were no news articles. How many people, how many other brothers and sisters have been lynched in this country in the last not decades? In the last two years, that we don't know about. This ain't the only one. This ain't the only one. You know. Take care of yourselves. Um, stay safe. Um, stay sane. Wash your hands um and stay uplifted all right i'll catch you next time peace